Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Most of us think a lot about our family's future. That's part of the job, right? And I'm sure you've heard that annoying piece of advice that says, don't buy that latte, invest instead. Well, we went for it a couple of years ago and opened a Robinhood account. To be honest, my husband wanted to cut down on coffee anyway. But you know what? Whatever your goals are, Robinhood could help your family build a better financial future. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. It's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Download the Robinhood app or visit Robinhood.com to start building a better financial future. That's Robinhood.com or download the app now to learn more. Of course, investing involves risk and loss of principal is possible. Returns are not guaranteed. Other fees may apply. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. There's nothing like being totally engrossed in a good mystery or thriller. Audible has thousands of immersive audiobook titles to spark your imagination and get your heart thumping. Since it's summer, you might want to check out The Vacation Rental. Very well told and very unsettling. You won't want to turn it off. And since this is a parenting podcast, I should also mention that audiobooks are a wonderfully enriching experience for children because they aren't passive entertainment like other kids' media. They engage your child's imagination and can nurture both listening and language skills. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. That's audible.com slash unruffled or text unruffled to 500-500 today. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury and welcome to Unruffled. In this episode, I'll be responding to a mother who's very concerned that her two-and-a-half-year-old is biting. Before I begin, I want to remind everyone that both of my books are available on audio at audible.com, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. They're in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Barnes & Noble, Apple.com, and Amazon. Here's the note I received. Dear Janet, I have been following your blog for some time all the way from Australia and have been enjoying reading your books, which I find insightful and wonderfully inspirational on parenting simply and gently. I have a lovely two and a half year old who for the most part has been a fairly easy child. We have tried implementing many of your tips and so don't find that we have many areas of struggle. The one area that we do struggle with is how to help her with her anger and frustration, usually involving another child and another toy. She often resorts to biting, or a new one at the moment, is hair pulling, in order to get the child to release the toy. What I'm unclear about is how we should respond and react to her biting if, unfortunately, it has happened, or we see it happening from across the room, playground, but can't get there in time to physically stop her. It's very hard to do the nonchalant saunter when she is about to sink her teeth into her friend. And it's too late to say, I won't let you bite because I have. (laughs) We've shadowed her very closely in the past when her frustration biting was very frequent. So we could block any bites before they happened. And we would tell her, I will not let you bite. If she went to bite us, we would tell her the same. 
This seems to have worked, and the biting has definitely decreased to a point where we don't need to be right by her side constantly. However, over the course of an hour play date, there will more than likely be at least one situation where she attempts to, or does, bite. We also want to give her some ideas to redirect her anger and frustration, if this is something that a a two-and-a-half-year-old is capable of. We have tried explaining that if she's frustrated, she can say stop, or stomp her feet, or call us for help. She's definitely starting to say stop if someone is frustrating her. For example, taking her toy or pushing into her space. And I'm proud of her for this, and we tell her that. We've also tried explaining, as we're going to playgroup or any of the biting-prone situations, that there will be lots of kids, she may feel frustrated or angry at times, and that it's okay to feel that way, and to stomp, say stop, etc., instead of biting. Sometimes we'll arrive at playgroup, and before I say anything, she'll say, I might bite someone today. Hmm. And that's the the mother writing, hmm. At the moment, if she has bitten someone, I'll say sorry to the hurt child and explain to them that it, it was not the right thing for little miss to do. I'll get down to little miss's level and explain that the biting hurt her friend and that the next time she should use her words, say stop, stomp feet, call for help, etc. I'll also explain that if she bites someone again, we will have to leave. Interestingly, in a daycare setting, which she attends two days a week, it does not seem to be a problem. It is only when she's with us at playgroup, at a friend's, or a playground that the biting seems to be her default solution. Perhaps she's doing it partly because she knows it will get a solid reaction from us. As an aside, one thing that is challenging about your style of parenting is that to observers, it can look like we're doing nothing to discipline her. And the last thing I want is for other mum friends to get the impression I am ambivalent about her biting and hurting her friends. People have asked what I'm doing to stop it, and I explain about blocking, telling her I won't let you. But when it's been going on for months, it can seem like it's not working, even though I know it is, slowly. With best wishes and many thanks for sharing all your wisdom with us. Okay, so there are a lot of reasons children can bite. Um, I love all the information I got from this mother and her note, and I actually love her whole approach. She sounds like she's definitely in the right direction. I love that she was shadowing her, buddy guarding her, um, and able to stop things often, and that she's noticing that it's decreased, and the way that she offered other solutions that she can say stop or stomp her feet or call us for help. I would include not just saying stop, but you know, she could yell stop because if if this is something that's coming out of her anger and frustration, which it seems like uh, is what the mother's noting, that it's something that comes along with anger and frustration, then just saying stop might not be enough for her to be able to express the feeling. And not that another child wants to be screamed at either. But the reason that these things continue or become kind of a thing with the parents sometimes is that, I mean, I think it's absolutely spot on what this mother says about she's not doing it at daycare and she's sort of doing it for her parents, quote, benefit, and even told her that one time that she might bite that day. I think it's become, you know, in spite of her best efforts to be 
somewhat relaxed about it and just try to block it and know that this phase will pass. I think that there's been a bit of a a story around this, you know, which it really can't be helped when something goes on like that. And, you know, obviously sometimes, or at least at first, we are going to be alarmed and we are going to be impatient about it and upset about it and, you know, concerned. You know, obviously one of the reasons that we don't give a lot of attention to things like biting or hitting or pulling hair is because we don't want to put interest into that activity for the child. We don't want it to get a reaction. Because if it gets a reaction, it actually can make it just a more powerful thing for that child to do. But of course, it is also impulsive. It's coming out of, you know, sometimes very just overwhelmed. You know, I don't know if if there's any connection between her being overtired or overstimulated in these situations. But yeah, it's a feeling of, ah, you know, I'm out of control and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to bite. So it's not like there's a lot of mental process going on there where she's thinking, hmm, you know, what should I do? I'm feeling angry. You know, it's not that that conscious. It's not that, you know, thoughtful of a response. So what I would do a little differently from what this mom's doing, again, I think she's totally on the right track. But where I would make a couple little adjustments here is when she says that she doesn't get there in time. So that's going to happen, I guess. But but if she sees her daughter and there's another child close to her daughter, at that point, I would at least be aware and consider going over there. You know, it's like if somebody has some kind of impulse that you're trying to help them with, and, you know, they're in a situation where they would normally respond that way, and you want to help them, you would notice, hmm, they're kind of in that situation, so I'm going to come close. You know, you don't have to saunter over there like you don't care. I would come over there, you know, promptly, but again, not running if you can help it. Um, but I would get there promptly. And just as this mother's doing, I would attend to the child who's been hurt and um, say something simple about that. And, you know, I like what this mom suggested that she's doing. Then she says, I'll say sorry to the hurt child and explain to them that it was not the right thing for Little Miss to do. Yeah, but again, not putting a lot of oomph into that so that Little Miss is feeling the punch of that, you know? So really just, that wasn't right, and I see, are you you okay? Youch, that hurts. Acknowledging what that child is experiencing. And then she says she gets down to Little Miss's level and explains that the biting hurt her friend, and then next time she should use her words. That's the part that I would omit, because that is where... She's getting the whole explanation again, and I honestly believe that this little girl knows perfectly well that she shouldn't be biting, but she's got a little issue with that right now. She is doing it impulsively. So explaining it, being reasonable about something so unreasonable is not going to help. It's only going to add more of a story around this and more of an, you know, almost like an identity for the little girl that this is this issue you have and you need to do this instead and too much attention to it too much attention too much you know being reasonable about what really isn't reasonable she doesn't understand why she's doing it i would probably say depending on the situation and how i'm feeling about it i would either stay next to her at that point or i i would say you know come over here i'm going to i'm going to bring you close to me for a bit and give you a little break here but that would be it 
And, you know, if you're worried that other people are thinking that you are spoiling your child or you're not caring that she's done these things, you know, I would apologize profusely to, to them and to the child who was hurt. And I would take your daughter aside and not give her a lecture, but just let her know that you're going to keep her safe in this situation because she's not behaving in a safe manner, you know, and she's showing you that, like she said before she got there, I might bite today. So now you're responding saying, I'm going to always help keep you safe when you go to those places. Really saying very little. It's so important. I know it is hard. People don't understand a lot of things about this kind of parenting. And this is where it helps so much to have confidence in what you're doing, which I know it's hard hard to have, especially if your child's biting other children. It is upsetting. It is a challenging situation. We do feel... You know, everyone's hating on us and we're doing something wrong. But I would continue to trust your daughter that she will pass through this and that she is okay. You know, that you're just going to do your best to help her handle this impulse right now. Another thing you can look at, because what you brought up here is frustration, anger. I'm wondering how it's going with you at home or how you are generally with her about her expressing anger and frustration. You know, it's one thing to say, it's okay for you to be angry and frustrated, but I want you to show me this way. But that's not really allowing her to be frustrated. That's saying the words, you know, that she's allowed to do that, but it's not really showing her. So it doesn't really matter what we say. It's that we actually let her know, you know, when she's frustrated, we are comfortable with that. We're comfortable with her screaming at us or, or, you know, trying to hit us while we stop her. And we're really okay with that. We don't have any feeling of wanting to shorten it or stop her, calm her down or hug her, you know, when she's frustrated. We really let her be angry and frustrated. I mean, the last thing we want when we're frustrated and angry is someone to come over and and hug us, right? We want to say, no, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. (laughs) Get away from me, you know? We want to express it. And someone coming over to hug us or calm us down makes us feel like we can't get that out of our bodies. We can't get that feeling out. This is one of the most challenging aspects of parenting just allowing our kids to feel without it bothering us, without it making us impatient and frustrated ourselves and angry, you know, knowing that it's therapeutic, knowing that it's healthy, whatever she's doing, if she's not getting what she wants somewhere, if we've set a limit that she doesn't like, yeah, you know, show me how angry you are. I want to know. I want to see that. Yeah, you can be angry for a long time, you know, I'm okay with that. And I don't necessarily even have to sit here and stare at you and um, the whole time, you know, if you're going on and on I, and I have to go do something, I go do it. I say, I'll be right back. I see you're, and it could be something totally ridiculous. It often is, you know, that's how you know children have anger to show us. So I think there might be something there too in that she's showing you because she's not doing it at daycare, but she wants to show you in these situations that ah, I feel like hurting sometimes. I feel like hurting other kids, you know, I feel like lashing out at them. And it may actually be, I need to show you, mom, that I uh, I have these feelings and I need it to be okay with you, that I, you know, have these intense frustrations and anger. It may be for you. 
And that's what makes me think that it, it will help her even totally get past this. If you can take a look at how you're responding, how you're feeling about her being angry and frustrated in all situations, really giving her the message through your actions or really your inaction, your, your acceptance that it's okay, rather than saying it's okay for her to have those feelings, really showing her. That's what children need. They need to know that we really do accept that they have all these intense, you know, feelings and that we're not intimidated by them. And then they don't have to show us through behavior. So that's what I would look at. I hope that will, will help. But beyond that, I mean, really just keep doing what you're doing. Do your best to contain this impulse and, you know, consider what her day has been like. Uh, when you take her out somewhere with other children. I mean, being with other children is very stimulating. It might not seem that way to us, but to a young child, it is. Even the most socially adept child finds it very stimulating to be around other children. And it might be too much for her certain times of day or when she's already had an experience earlier, you know, especially if she's gone to daycare that day and uh, she's uh, doing something else in the afternoon or doing an evening event, that would be probably too much. And just like if any of us were dealing with some feelings that we had or impulse that we had, you know, we might need to rein our life in a little. So keep it simpler and keep it calmer and more predictable so that she can feel a little more on top of her feelings or a little more conscious of, of things and not so overwhelmed. I hope this helps. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Again, check out my books, especially um, in regard to this topic. I would check out uh, No Bad Kids, available at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon and ebook at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and apple.com. I also recommend Lisa Sunbury has a wonderful article called Toddler Bites on her website regarding baby.org. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.